sometimes when I'm in America, it just makes sense to follow everything because it's my country. Mm. Yet when I was outside of the direct influence of America, it was really like eye-opening to see, wow, like this person's not even my nationality and they're following this election. My name is Mike Peebles, and this is Outside View. I'm travelling around the United States of America, trying to understand the world's most powerful superpower, and also why what happens here is so important to my homeland of New Zealand. Last time I was in Wellington, New Zealand, getting ready to depart, and talking to some Kiwis about the United States. A topical issue that everyone had an opinion on was the United States presidential election. We pick up the story in Sydney Airport, about halfway through my journey to the USA. Um, I was sitting next to a a Texan woman who... um, it would be fair to say I might disagree with on a few issues. Um, I sort of, you know, tried to bring up the topic of the election. I'm a bit gutter I didn't record it actually, but, you know, here we are. Um, but I brought up the topic of the election and she sort of, you know, put her head in her hands and, you know, I sort of asked her what she thought of the candidates and she first out said, you know, oh, I hate Hillary. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, fair enough. You know, a lot of people do uh, hate her. Um, but, you know, she'll probably think Trump's even worse. But no, she was a very keen Trump supporter, which I was quite surprised by, because she was, you know, seemed, you know, well, she was, you know, quite educated and well-spoken, so just goes to show, I guess, that um, you can't judge a book completely by its cover. Um, But that was an interesting chat, and quite fascinating, too, that the hatred for uh, the current president and for Hillary Clinton is so... Severe. It's not just the, the sort of gnawing dislike that I might have of John Key. It's you know pure venomous rage. Um. The journey to New York was a long one, but eventually I arrived at my destination and got settled in. I was initially pretty blown away by the scale of the place. The population of New York City is twice that of the entirety of New Zealand, so being around so many people was definitely a new experience. Finally, election day came around. The build-up had been long and intense. I'd been hearing news updates since October the previous year, as the build-up to the primaries had started. It had been a long and exhausting process, but finally, here we were, ready to determine the 45th President of the United States of America. So here we are, election day. Um, I'm currently on the Upper West Side near to my hostel, um, and surprisingly... Uh, it's not as different as I thought it would be. Um, certainly there are a lot of people walking around with um, either, well, actually I was about to say with either Hillary or Trump badges, but really it's just Hillary badges. Um, and there's a few people handing out flyers, but it's really not so crazy. Might be different when I get further into town later, though. Anyway, let's um, go and chat to some people. I didn't feel immediately comfortable asking random people off the street how they voted. Voting is a very private matter, after all. However, I did bump into a few people who are a little more obvious about where their allegiances lay. So are you here just um, as a volunteer, or are you here because... No, I, I'm here as a pedestrian. Okay, I, d- I just bought a couple of buttons. To, uh, it really is souvenirs of this. This has been a most unique campaign in my yes, 66 years of doing this. I'm actually also waiting for a pickup uh, 
which is going to take me to Philadelphia where I'm going to do poll watching for Hillary okay. in an African-American neighborhood there. Okay, interesting. So you're definitely a Hillary supporter then? Uh, absolutely. Can you tell me why you support her? Well, because she's a um, knowledgeable, thoughtful person. She's been thinking about public policy issues, important ones, for most of her adult life. I'm yeah. talking about real things like uh, global warming, about the uh, economic disparity between the rich and the poor and how it's growing, um, difficulty of being a single mother or all mothers and children. She's thought about these things, but she's also experienced. I mean, a lot of people are against uh, putting women in a position of power because they think they're soft somehow. But I think the person who did the most to help her was Donald Trump, because in those debates, he put her under enormous pressure, um, you know, ad hominem arguments and things like that, and talking over her and towering over her. He tried the same things on 16 or 13 different Republican leaders. They all wilted. Yeah. And Hillary demonstrated for anyone who was watching that she can put up with that abuse, yeah. she can keep her calm, and then she can make positive statements. So anyone who watched with an open mind, yeah. which did not include me, I didn't have an open mind, yeah. but it, it really reinforced the things I saw. So that was one candidate. Yeah. And the other one, I'm a lifelong New Yorker, so I know about Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's nothing more to know. All the shenanigans he did were no more than just confirming what everybody thought. I mean, yeah. people who pay attention to him in New York before because he was a narcissistic, you know, self-described celebrity, yeah. he's a hoot. Yeah. And it's really appalling to see what New Yorkers take as an obvious joke character yeah. being taken seriously by people mm. across the country. Yeah. But even on that score, though, there, there really are legitimate economic problems mm. that a lot of people are facing. Yeah. And so uh, that uh, and you know other Democratic Party policies that people object to are really the grounds I think a lot of people are voting for Trump. Yeah. Because I know I have intelligent people I know who are taking his side not for him, but for the the side he represents. Yeah, they sick of the establishment, as it were. Well, yes, but he, he's, he doesn't address, <laughs> there's no logic in anything he says. Oh, it's, it's, all, it's, it's emotion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so decisions in, are made by Americans in presidential elections largely on emotion. George uh, W. got elected because people thought he would be a fine fellow to have a beer with. And that was the real reason people gave for doing it, yeah. and those types of things. So it's a, it's a wonderful country. Um, it's uh, out of control at this point, but it'll be in control tomorrow. Yeah. And um, one final thing is that he mastered modern communication, the tweet, mm. 140 characters. Mm. He didn't need any this publicity or anything like that because he got free news coverage every day. Mm. And his jabs and things he sent out at 140 characters yeah. adapted and adopted what everybody does nowadays. I mean, I'm too old to do it. Yeah, but everybody absolutely. young for that does. <laughs> And it's amazing the things they say. Mm. Um, so, anyhow, yeah. I hope he loses. Yeah. So it was your idea to come out and hand out pamphlets for Hillary today? Yeah. Why did you want to do that? Um, because I feel like it'd be the right thing to do and help people vote on the last minute. Yeah. Okay. Do you, so you like Hillary? Yeah. Why? Well, because well, because I have a lot of friends who are different, different colors, different genders, who have different religions, and I don't think America would be America without those differences. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting to me. Much appreciated. That night, I ended up at the Javits Centre, 
or Hillary Clinton headquarters, where I had the opportunity to talk to more fans. So, how are you feeling about tonight? I think it's really exciting. I feel like we're here making history and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. How do you think it's going to go? I think she's going to win. You think she's going to win? Yeah. Good. What, what do you reckon? I think she's going to win. It's going to be really close. Yeah. But if really she doesn't win, I think, um, I don't know. I feel like Trump might cause a scene if he doesn't win. Yeah. What, what we'll do you, It'll be interesting. Yeah. What do you think happens if Hillary doesn't win? I'm nervous if she doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. We're doomed. Quite possibly. And the rest of the world as well. Yeah. Thank you. The atmosphere was electric, the excitement was palpable, and people were confident of a Clinton win. Soon though, things began to change. And Donald Trump has an impressive 100, almost 112,000 vote lead over Hillary Clinton, 49% to 47.8%, 29 electoral votes in Florida. In Ohio, 61% of the vote is in, and Donald Trump there is a very impressive 353, almost 354,000 vote lead over Hillary Clinton, 18 electoral votes in Ohio. In Virginia, Donald Trump is leading there with very, very narrowly, like 10,123 votes, 80% of the vote in Virginia is in 13 electoral votes there. In Georgia, almost half of the vote is in there. Donald Trump, once again, has a very impressive lead of uh, more than 365,000 votes, 16 electoral votes at stake. Probably won't appreciate the change in mood um, from here, but goodness, it is not a happy place here. Um, the, result, the race hasn't been called formally yet, but it looks like Donald Trump's going to win it. Um, and shit, there's a lot of despondent, upset people. People are leaving before the concession speech, and I think there's a real sense of. Where do we go from here? Um, fuck. <laughs> and not long after that, the results began to look certain. So we've just wrapped up at the uh, Clinton rally um, and no concession tonight. Um, the official line is that they're saying that it's too close to call so they can't you know, possibly um, declare a winner or not, which... Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. Thank you very much. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us, it's about us, on our victory. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she, she fought very hard.
Everyone was shocked, but the winner of the presidential election was Donald Trump. Donald Trump's victory in the United States presidential elections sent shockwaves throughout the halls of Parliament this week. It caught many New Zealand politicians off guard and left them scrambling to work out how it would impact on the country's relationship with America and whether that kind of protest or Rust Belt vote could happen here. It was the result very few people in New Zealand were expecting, and as the reality started to sink in that the businessman and reality television star Donald Trump had been elected as the 45th American president, politicians were forced to ponder what it meant. During Mr Trump's campaign, he blasted free trade deals, such as the 12-nation Trans-Pacific Partnership that New Zealand has signed up to. Another immediate concern is his threat to pull the United States out of the landmark Paris Climate Agreement, which binds nearly 200 countries to keep global temperature rises well below 2 degrees. The Prime Minister, John Key, is putting on a brave face. Look, it'll have some impact in terms of trade, um, simply because, you know, if he really um, does take a tough stance for a while, it'll be hard to get things over the line. I think New Zealanders take a different perspective, though, to trade. I think we realise we're a small country, we're at the bottom of the world, and if our whole future would be just to sell things to each other, it's very difficult to get big production runs up, and why wouldn't we want to tap into those hundreds of millions of middle-income consumers? The 2016 election uncovered a divide in America's politics, and it also represented a revolution against the political class. Many people have pointed out that Clinton won the popular vote, but one has to remember that it wasn't enough to win the Electoral College. And while it's tempting to focus on the flaws of the American voting system, to do that is also to ignore the power of the Trump message and the size of the Trump victory. Regardless, though, this victory was a shock. Donald Trump was meant to be unelectable. The demographics of the USA today were meant to make it impossible for him to win. And then he'd insulted so many groups of people, which again was meant to make it impossible for him to win. He wasn't well supported by the Republican establishment either, particularly after the release of the Access Hollywood tapes. All the pundits were predicting a landslide victory for Hillary Clinton. So how did Trump win? How the fuck did we get into this situation? Next time on Outside View.